Maine Divided by Eliana Johnson from the National Review Something funny is happening in Maine. For the first time ever, the state may split its electoral votes between the two major party candidates. Unlike most states, Maine, which awards four electoral votes, does not dole them out in a winner-take-all fashion. Instead, it grants two to the statewide winner and one to the winner of each of its two congressional districts. Since 1969, when this system was implemented, it has largely remained a quirky afterthought because the statewide winner has always carried both districts. Maine has spoken with a unified voice. This year is shaping up differently. Hillary Clinton holds a commanding lead in the state's urban first district, which comprises liberal Portland and Augusta, where political opinion runs to the left of Bernie Sanders. But Donald Trump was crushing her in the second, which encompasses all of rural northern Maine, before the publication of the 2005 Access Hollywood tape and the subsequent allegations from several women that Trump had sexually harassed them. Even after those developments, he holds a slim lead. The potential political break reflects broader cultural cleavages among America's white population that the 2016 election has exposed not just in Maine, but across the country. Those cleavages are particularly visible in Maine, though, where an overwhelmingly white population is divided neatly into two congressional districts, one affluent and urban, the other poor and rural, that have become increasingly alienated from each other. That estrangement is expressing itself politically. In a state once famous for producing moderate Republicans such as Margaret Chase Smith, Bill Cohen, and Olympia Snow, there have been signs that the electorate is moving in a new direction. While still represented in the Senate by politicians of the old mold, the Republican Susan Collins and the Independent Angus King, Mainers elected the right-wing firebrand Paul LePage to the governorship in 2010 and again in 2014. He was, in many ways, a proto-Trump, running against Libby Mitchell, then the president of the state Senate. In 2010, LePage campaigned under the slogan, I'd rather have my foot in my mouth than Libby Mitchell's hand in my pocket. If elected, he promised, he would tell President Obama to go to hell. Since then, LePage has told the state chapter of the NAACP to kiss my butt, left a Democratic state senator an expletive-laced voice message, and most recently told a local radio network that the country may need Trump to show some authoritarian power in order to restore the rule of law. LePage won both races on the strength of his support among voters in northern Maine. In 2010, he lost in just four of Maine's 16 counties, all of them in the South, while carrying the majority of the ten and a half counties that composed the Northern 2nd District by double digits. A September poll from the University of New Hampshire's Survey Center had LePage's approval rating upside down in the 1st District, with 33% viewing him positively and 61% expressing disapproval, and right side up in the 2nd, with 47% of those surveyed saying they approve of his performance and 45% saying they disapprove. Today, the political divide between the two districts is starker than ever. Clinton led the 1st District by 18 points in a Colby College Survey USA poll conducted in September, before the Access Hollywood video scandal erupted. In the same poll, Trump led the 2nd District by 10 points, a whopping 28-point spread between the two. 
The latest poll, conducted in the wake of the tape's publication by the Democratic-leaning Maine People's Resource Center, has Clinton up 17 in the first district and Trump clinging to a one-point lead in the second, an 18-point divide. That represents a radical shift. The second district hasn't voted for a Republican presidential candidate since George H.W. Bush won the state in 1988. President Obama won both districts in 2012, running 13 points better in the first district than he did in the second. Some Mainers have dubbed the districts, with their differing politics and cultures, the two Mains. Others call the northern second district geographically the largest east of the Mississippi, real Maine. But the growing split between the state's urban liberal south and its rural conservative north is a microcosm of the broader cultural divide that Trump's candidacy has revealed among white voters, between the city and the countryside, the college-educated and those without degrees, the haves and the have-nots. I think Maine, like the rest of the country, is in a transition, and there are pockets that are looking forward to that transition. They're optimistic about the future, and there are pockets that...